0: How to choose your path to awakening. There are so many paths. The path of meditation, the path of self-inquiry, the path of austerity, the path of questioning our thoughts and beliefs. There are so many different systems and maps, even within specific sects of Buddhism, Dzogchen, for instance, or Zen, do you believe Dogen or do you believe Bunky? The different Zen masters who have different apparent approaches. So this can be daunting when we look at all these different descriptions and pathways and maps. So how do you choose? Well, if you know me by now, you probably know I'm gonna say something like, you don't. It's not like that. You don't look at a menu and look at which dish and the ingredients in the dish are most pleasing to you, and then choose that path. I'll sometimes see comments or questions along these lines, comparing this path to that path, and sometimes even laying out the concerns. Well, this sounds too painful to do it this way, or this doesn't seem like the right way for me, and what I sense is some evaluation. It's kind of that analysis paralysis, like using your discerning mind to compare concepts and using that to avoid really taking the plunge. Now, I know that can kind of land as a callous statement, But I'm here to tell you the truth about this, and that is, many people spend years, really, they can spend decades, approaching spirituality from a conceptual standpoint, from an intellectual standpoint, learning all of the different concepts, the maps, the teachers, the teachings, the ancient texts, the suttas. You can learn all of that and not wake up. Not have that profound, fundamental transformation that goes beyond anything, anything, at the level of mind, at the level of understanding, at the level of intellect. This is an alteration in the experience of being you. This is an alteration in the experience of reality. So really it's an alteration in reality because initially we're identified with our experience of reality and we don't realize that. That's why it's such a contracted experience. But When this shift occurs, we realize all of the paradigms and most importantly, the preconceptions, the unexamined beliefs that were defining our views, that were defining even our perception of how to approach spirituality. All of that is all part of the illusion and we wake up from that. Or something at the level of identity or what we take ourselves to be suddenly finds itself free of that. And then everything is rather free. You're free of that limited identity. You're free of that seeming separate identity. So then it begs the question, what are you at this point? But with this transformation, with this transition, that question changes dramatically. There's far less or no concern in, what am I, who am I? What what is the right map? What is the nature of reality? What is the answer to birth and death? All this stuff becomes laughable, becomes kind of a joke, because you see it was all conceptual. This is all conceptual until it's not all of it. All of the doctrine, all of the understandings, the maps, Buddhism, Hinduism, Advaita Vedanta, Zen, Dzogchen, Mahamudra, Christian mysticism, Sufism, all of it. It's conceptual until it's not. And you're the only one that can orient yourself such that you're willing to go through the boundaries of your own identity barrier, what you take yourself to be, which is structured by thought, which is reinforced by knowledge and understanding or apparent knowledge and understanding. The knowledge in and of itself is innocent, but it's the referencing back to the one that holds the knowledge without noticing it. That's the binding. That's why it can be helpful to investigate beliefs can be helpful to investigate unexamined beliefs, emotions, etc., because those are the reason we're pulling back into that sense of self, into that sense of subjectivity and projecting our attention out into the field of intellect. We're doing it to avoid that, to not see that, to overlook the subject actually. And that's why one of the techniques that works really well is to with a very ardent or very determined or very vigilant practice. Turn attention inward to find that one, to find the I, to find the subject, to find the sense of you right now as you are before the mind moves, before any thought is identified with, before anything is avoided before anything is desired. Who are you? What is that? It's always been there. Doesn't come and go, doesn't change. It's not subject to past and future. It's right there. So coming into contact with that, orienting toward it, can dispel a lot of illusion, functional illusion. The functional illusion of subjectification and projecting attention out into the intellect. So if you're telling yourself you're trying to discern the path, learn as much as you can about spirituality or Buddhism or awakening or any of it, and preparing, then just remember this or just consider this. You can't prepare for this, and you don't choose your path. All you can really do is answer the call, and the call will take you directly into the unknown right now. Directly into the unknown right now. Is it scary? It can be. It often is for a bit. Is it disorienting? Sure can be. But do you know how to go there? Yes, of course. Do you know how to go where you've never left? It's right there for you, of course. But there is an intentionality to this. There's a turning toward. There's a willingness that I think to a large degree has to come online or else that tendency to avoid, the mechanism of avoidance can be rather strong, rather ongoing, rather transfixing. So break that spell, stop mapping, throw the maps away. The maps, not only of spirituality and moving forward spiritually, but the maps of who you think you are, where you think you came from, where you think you're going, throw those maps away. See that they're thoughts. See that they're just momentary thoughts. Popping, like popcorn, out of where? Do they come from the past? No, the past is an illusion created by that pop, that momentary experience of a thought. When there's no identity, this is funny. When there is identity, it's not funny. It feels very confining, time. It feels like you never have enough time. It feels like no matter what you do, it's not quite good enough, not quite right. Gotta figure out how to manage it. And spiritual concepts can sneak into this for quite a while as well. How do I manage this spiritually now instead of conventionally? But as long as that illusion's there, the illusion of time, there will be discomfort. The illusion of a world you have to navigate, the mental world. It's never been there, but we've imagined it into apparent being so many times, so frequently, and so consistently that we've started to feel it, like a gravity. But this is a very uncomfortable gravity because it's unnatural. So enter the world of naturalness, which is your birthright, and it's right here. And the cost is everything. Everything that the mind conjures up. Or I might say the cost is the pacifier of grasping, grasping thoughts. Put the pacifier down. See what happens for a while. Might be surprised. Put your attention in the sense fields once you have broken that spell long enough, once you've revealed something undeniable, self-validating. That's what I call a shift in identity. Once that opens up, your attention in the senses will keep that spell from binding you again and again and again. And then the clarity will naturally deepen or clarify. So, are there stages to this? Sure, but they're not in the future. They're nothing you're gonna navigate with the mind or understanding. They're a natural progression or perhaps a regression And it happens right here and right now. When you don't fight anything, don't push or pull on anything. Don't impose your will on life. Life doesn't need your will. It just is. And that neutrality turns into a very, very profound equanimity. And that helplessness turns into a very poignant freedom And together, that settles into a deep, profound peace, a peace that passes all understanding, a peace that is unexplainable. The mind won't get that. It can't get that. The ego can't get that. The illusory separate self can't get that. But it can be revealed very naturally.